Hey guys, welcome back to Financial Flex with Lex, where we change the way we talk about money. <sighs> you guys, it feels so good to be back. It's been such a long time. Does anyone else feel like this has just been literally the longest year, but the shortest year ever? On one hand, it feels like 2020 just arrived, but at the same time, so much has happened between January and August, like that the release of Tiger King feels like it happened two years ago. Since March, so much has happened um, with our little family, but I wholeheartedly recognize the privilege and blessings that we have. So I honestly, like, I don't even want to complain. I can't complain. So even though we're going through the ebbs and flows of life, as my father-in-law likes to put it, I just can't complain. Since March, we've had to spend over $7,000 in our emergency fund um, just because emergencies have popped up between Juno, our puppy, um, breaking her leg, being involved, well, my car being involved in a hit and run that left us scrambling for a new car, and then John's car breaking down a week later, and then having to, you know, purchase a new used car and then having work done to that car. It's just been so, so, so crazy, but I am so glad, you guys. I can't even emphasize how glad I am that we have had this money saved four times like this. We didn't go into debt. We didn't like, you know, open up a credit card to cover all of these expenses. We literally just, you know, used our emergency fund to cover these expenses. And um, I just think that's a huge win for us. So I know you guys are probably so tired of me saying this, but if you do not have an emergency fund, I so, so strongly encourage you to start at least thinking about it. I mean, even if you've never thought about it a day in your life, just like today, start thinking about it. It's so simple to open up a savings account. And for some banks, you don't even need like a ton of money. Like you could literally just put in a dollar or, you know, a hundred dollars, whatever you have. Um, I think that with everything going on right now, it's shifted a lot of the ways that people are handling money because you have job loss, job uncertainty, and money just is playing such a large factor in things right now. And so I think that people are paying a lot more attention to their money. And so I just feel like people are being more cautious and, you know, they just are trying to be more aware of, of what's happening. Um, I know that preparing for the worst when living your best life isn't the most fun thing to do, but it's really necessary. And right now, when we, you know, can't really jet set like we want to or, you know, have the real restaurant experience like we want to and we're kind of all just like staying home a lot more, I think it's really important to kind of, you know, might as well start putting that extra couple of bucks into a savings account, you know, the money that you'd be using for brunch or whatever, you know, put that money aside and open a savings account if you can. I get it, not everyone can. But if you can, really, really, really encourage you to do so. So for the longest time, I've wanted to get a part-time job. But with working full-time, it's been difficult to find a job that could like accommodate my not-so-flexible schedule. And then obviously when corona happened, a lot of 
options just kind of went down the drain. Like, obviously, you can't work at a restaurant. Retail stores aren't really busy like that. So, you know, my options became really limited. And so back in April, I had signed up for a grocery delivery service called Shipped after one of my sisters told me about it. Um, all I had to do was fill out an application online and then do a video interview where I answered questions via webcam. I didn't hear anything for about two months and then I got an email um, maybe like like three or four weeks ago saying that they were looking for shoppers in my area and you guys it's probably the easiest side job I've ever had and if you're someone who's okay with going out right now you know as long as you're wearing a mask and following guidelines I would 10 out of 10 recommend um I didn't do shipped this week because our car was in the shop but last week I made over $200 just working for like I want to say like six hours um, so it's just really simple, really quick and easy money. I feel like you're just, you know, shopping for people. And of course it gets a little stressful, especially if, you know, the person's asking for items you've never heard of before or, you know, never even seen. But aside from those kinds of things, I mean, I think you can make pretty decent money. Um, right now I'm averaging between 18 and $20 an order. So if you do the math, I mean, that's like, you know pretty good money. And then also, I've started to sell clothes on apps like Depop and Mercari. Um, In the last month, my love for thrifting has been reignited. So I've been thrifting ever since I was little. Like I remember being younger, like third, fourth grade, my mom taking us to thrift stores. And at the time, I was really embarrassed um, to be buying used clothes. But as I've gotten older, I'm like, who cares? Like if it's cute, it's cute. And after watching this um, show, um, I think it's called State of the Union. No, it's called Patriot Act with Hassan Minhaj. And there's an episode about fast fashion. And after watching that episode, I was just kind of like, wow, I really want to kind of be part of the solution and not the problem. So after seeing that, I started thrifting again more. I've actually been able to, you know, make a little extra cash, rehoming clothes in need of a little loving. Um, And I honestly, I feel like a little shopkeeper and it's great. Um, So for those of you who are looking for a little extra cash, I definitely recommend looking into grocery store delivery apps like Shipped or Instacart since people aren't really comfortable being in stores right now. And also, you know, cleaning out your closet, selling your old things. You know, one man's trash is another man's treasure. So who knows? Before we get into today's episode, I have two huge favors to ask of you, if you don't mind. First, if you enjoy this podcast, please, please, please share with your family, friends, your favorite post office worker, who cares? Just seriously, anyone. And then also, if you find some value in my podcast, please don't forget to leave a five-star rating and review. Um, I'm really, really working towards just getting my podcast out there. And so any kind of push and shares from you guys really, really does make a difference. And I do just want to take the time out to say thank you to those of you who tune in and listen every week. I mean, because of you guys, I have been able to land some pretty awesome opportunities. And I mean, what else can I say but thank you? All right, so enough of me chatting about this stuff. Let's get into today's episode. 
A few weeks ago, I was listening to one of my favorite podcasts, Brown Ambition, when I first heard the term susu. And then a few days later, my mom texted our family group chat saying that we should all um, look into joining one. And so after those two situations, I started seeing the term and people wanting to join one everywhere. So if you haven't heard of the term susu, you're probably like, what is that? Where did it come from? And it sounds like a scam. So I'm a first-generation African-American, for those of you guys who don't know. Both of my parents were born and raised in West Africa. My dad is from Nigeria, and my mom is from Ghana, and I found it really surprising that I had never heard or seen any example of this growing up. I mean, of course, if someone in our family was in need of money, people were there to help out and give it, for sure, but I had just never seen an active example of a susu, or honestly, maybe I did, and I just didn't know because I was you know, too young or whatever, but it's basically an informal savings club and it originated from the Caribbean and African countries. So it's a group of people usually made up of trusted friends and family and you guys all make regular contributions to a common fund every cycle. So whether that's like every month, um, every two months, you're, you know, putting money in this fund. And every cycle, only one person is chosen to receive the money. According to my research, there's like no legal paperwork, no credit checks, or like, you know, employment checks or anything like that. You're pretty much operating on good faith that the people in your group are, you know, good people who are trustworthy. So in every group, there is an organizer, and the organizer keeps track of everyone's payments and their payouts. And then according to an article that I read on the GRIO, it's an unwritten rule that the organizer is responsible for making the difference up if someone decides to skip out on a payment. So I would probably think twice before volunteering yourself as tribute for that. But I also did read that, you know, just to kind of like thank them for their, you know, their time because I assume it's really time consuming, you know, keeping track of all these people, especially if you have a really large group of people that, you know, the organizer could get an extra like hundred or two hundred dollars just for taking on that role. So monies from SUSU can be used for home down payments, purchasing cars, people use it to pay off their debts, and you know, even helping children go to college. So the money that's being put in this fund is being put to great use and it's actually helping those in your, you know, immediate community, I guess you could say. And so I definitely think that there are pros and cons to SUSUs. The first pro is that you're directly helping your community. So, you know, being able to help someone put a down payment on their home or getting their first car can be life-changing. As we all know, you know, home ownership is one of the quote-unquote fastest ways to, you know, wealth and it's a source of generational wealth, which I think within black communities is so, so, so important. And then, you know, being able to have a car. I mean, that just opens you up for being able to get better jobs and things like that because you're able to commute further distances or what have you. Um, so I think 
that aspect is really great. I also think it's great because it's teaching the community the importance of financial literacy and personal finance. So you may be someone who was never interested in savings at all until you heard of Susu. Now, you know, you're actively putting away $50, $100, you know, every cycle, which is great. I mean, it's 50 or or $100 more than what you were doing before. But like everything, there's always like a downside. And so when I was doing my research, I read that, you know, Susu's technically, even though people use it as a kind of like a savings account, it's not. And so like a bank where you're gaining interest on the money that you're putting in every month, you're not getting that with Susu. So you're technically kind of losing money in a sense because the money that you're putting in that susu you're not getting any interest on and then also because things work on a trust-based system what happens if you know you end up being in a shady group and four out of the ten people decide to like run off with everyone's money I mean if they don't live directly in your community or if they live in a place where like you know you guys don't see each other every day or what have you I mean you're screwed. So that whole thing is a little sketchy to me, especially with there not really being much paperwork and everything working on trust. I don't know. It's just a bit a bit sketchy to me, that part. So you're probably wondering where I stand when it comes to this sort of financial plan. And I honestly, guys, I just really think it depends on your individual situation. I think that if you're considering joining a SUSU, you need to use extremely good judgment and I also think that it's important not to think of this as a long-term plan. Um, It's really important to take your financial matters into your own hands. I operate off the motto if it's too good to be true then it probably is. I mean if you're being promised by someone that you're gonna be you know you'll have twenty thousand dollars I don't know maybe take a step back and really think about it. Um you could save up $20,000 on your own, maybe, I don't know. But I would, you know, I wouldn't use this as a, as like a long-term solution. I would definitely, you know, try to take the steps to kind of get your financial life in order yourself. I think that's really important and getting yourself squared away in the long run can help so many other people because you have your stuff together and you'll be able to properly help those in need. But yeah, I mean, that's really my thought on Susus, and I really just wanted this episode to kind of inform those who have seen the term but may not have known what it was all about to know. So that's really all. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, If you did, please be sure to leave a five-star rating and review, and I will talk to you guys next time. See ya. See ya.